Welcome to Journeys of Teaching. I'm Aaron R. Gearhart. This week, we will explore the journey of Willie McKeel. Willie is a remote sensing program manager for TAC Aero, a professional pilot instructor, and an associate professor of aviation at Minnesota State University, Mankato, and is currently finishing a PhD at the University of Minnesota. I have known Willie almost my entire life, as he was a year ahead of me in school, In high school, we ran cross-country together for three seasons, and we have stayed in touch over social media and enjoyed the opportunity to talk in real time for the first time in a while. It's a nice sunny day here in Georgia. How are you? Nice. I'm doing good. Uh, For some reason, I didn't realize you were in Georgia. Why did I think you were in Ohio? Um, Probably because the name of the city is Columbus. Maybe that's probably (laughs) it. That's probably it. I probably saw that in passing and just registered it into my permanent (laughs) memory for some reason. Is um you're at Minnesota State right now? Is that correct? It's, yeah, that's right. What kind of size program are we talking about there? So it's been crazy uh, to see how it should change so significantly. And I actually I had been witnessing it in pretty much real time, but didn't even make the connection. So when I graduated from the program, we had like roughly fifty students, mm-hmm. and now we're over six hundred or right thereabouts, which puts us at, um, which is like so crazy because aviation is not something you would think would be that big. And, uh, you know, the university here is pretty decent size. Um, I'd have to look at like our most current enrollment figures, but we're right around like that 15,000 mark or something. And uh, we're the second largest program on campus, to my knowledge, um, second to only business management. And the College of Business is absolutely huge. Right. So um, we, we uh, funny enough, fall under the College of Education, I think, um, for like a number of historical reasons that I, I don't have all the context for. But yeah, we're a pretty good sized program as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I've been really excited to visit with you. My wife has known I've been like talking about it. It's been on my calendar. I'm like, yeah, what are the chances that, you know, we went to St. Andrews together all the way up through high school, um, seen each other only a couple of times, talked only a couple of times. And then what it, whatever, it's been 15 years later, somewhere yeah. reconnecting and we're in such similar positions, like you said. And yeah, it's, it's pretty and- cool. On this episode, we will hear Willie's stories about his journey towards realizing his passion for aviation, geography, and higher education. On the following two episodes, we will hear Willie's stories about refining his pedagogy and teaching approaches, fostering a passion amongst his students for aviation and geography, much like his own passion for these fields. Also, we will discuss how he has transferred his career-based experiences in geography and aviation into his teaching in innovative, student-centered ways. When I spoke with Billy in October of 2021, we had some catching up to do. The last time we had spoken in person, back in our hometown area in northwestern Illinois, he was going to school in Iowa. And despite reconnecting and staying in touch on social media, I had some dots to connect in Willie's journey. He was very candid about the challenges he had overcome during college as he forged a multifaceted career centered around his passions in aviation and geography. Sure. Last I was aware of you, because you were a year ahead of me in high school, you were headed off to Wartburg and I think you were still wrestling, right? Yep. And did like, I didn't realize you were going into aviation at the time or were you at the time? No. Okay. And uh, so as I was kind of wrapping up senior year of high school, I honestly had no clue what I was going to do. I was mm-hmm. not the most stellar student just because 
I, I wasn't focused on academics at the time. I was more interested in girls and fun and wrestling and all the other stuff that came with high school. And uh, my siblings didn't go to college. Neither did my parents. And uh, my oldest sister went into the military. Uh, my other sister went into a trade. And then uh, my older brother went into. And so I was kind of considering the military at the time or uh, going into a trade, but I just wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. And then after I won state senior year in wrestling, um, I ended up getting some looks from different places. And I went out and wrestled at senior nationals in Ohio, where they take like the top two placing um, seniors at your weight class from every state all go to one tournament. And so you're getting like close to the best of the best in the right. country all at one place. So there are tons of recruiting. And I ended up um, visiting with the folks from Warburg and they were able to give me some good financial support, although they're division three, so they couldn't provide a um, athletic scholarship, but they were able to find ways around that in some, some ways. And uh so, yeah, I went there, I wrestled, we had a really good team. Um, but unfortunately I was kind of struggling there socially and, uh, for a bunch of reasons, I think many of which like most freshmen can relate to, right. um, alcohol was my worst enemy. Uh, I was coming from like a small school, um, small community where I knew everybody to all of a sudden not knowing anyone at all. Yeah. Um, I was on my own for the first time and I already wasn't motivated academically. And now all of a sudden I've got no nobody holding anything over my head to make sure I show up and perform. So not only socially, but I was struggling academically as well. And so I really had to assess a lot of things at the end of that year. And luckily I had a teammate who was a senior and I really looked up to him a lot. And he said, I know you're having a hard time and you're trying to figure out what your next steps are. And I've got a buddy who's a coach over at Iowa central community college in Fort Dodge. They've got a great wrestling program. He's a really young coach. This is his first season. Um, and he's looking to recruit guys like you that need to just get like hit the reset button essentially. So I went on a recruiting visit there, got a scholarship and, uh, to wrestle and really started getting things back in line. Um, academically, socially, just all across the board. It was like, okay, I need to change the way I've been approaching things for the last (laughs) year or so. And luckily I was able to do that there. What, um, what was it about that coach that really worked for you there? Or was it more just the climate and the situation? I think it was all the above, like, uh, community college, especially where I was at, um, is kind of a grab bag of personalities. So I I was able to find a lot more like-minded people, not, uh, not to mention, uh, Nate Troy went there with me. I was able to. That sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were roommates and he was in your class and we wrestled together there. And, um, so the coach was great. He's just an extremely personable guy who's like, uh, he was born to be a coach and a mentor, I think, especially to people who are struggling uh, with all the things I already mentioned. He's got like more patience than than anybody, I suppose. Um, but on top of it, he was an outstanding wrestler, um, Big Ten champ, uh, wrestled for Dan Gable. Um, now he's one of the most accomplished JUCO uh, wrestling coaches in the country. We won a national title there. Nice. Um, and so he, he expected a lot out of us and like, uh, I, I wrestled with some guys that, at there that went on to do great things, not only in wrestling, but also in like uh, the ultimate fighting championships. For example, John Jones was one of our teammates who's the light heavyweight world champ. And 
considered the pound for pound best fighter in the world uh, by many. And then uh, Joe Soto was our 141 pounder who had a uh, title shot against TJ Dillashaw. We had um, Colby Covington was there the year after me and just a bunch of guys that were really high performing, tough people, um, but all had their own reason to be at the Juco. So um, like one example of kind of a funny story we all like to laugh about today is uh, we're all struggling. Same reasons we're going out, we're misbehaving, doing stupid things. Um, coach figured out what night and what hours that tends to happen. And so Thursday nights, uh, we started having 1 a.m. practices that were all conditioning and that kept everyone <laughs> on the straight and narrow for a while. So some of it was just that forced, tough love. Um, but also I, I was self-motivated after really screwing up that freshman year. Mm-hmm. I, I really did have like introspective moment where I'm like this, I have to do things differently. Um, so yeah, it, it was amazing. And I, I got everything back on track and I all American that year, um, in wrestling, but I was kind of stuck at a point where, uh, do I give up this dream of wrestling? Now I've accomplished like a pretty major milestone. Mm-hmm. And do I just focus on academics and my social life or do I try to get one more stab at it? And so I started looking, um, at a bunch of different places. And I landed on Minnesota state university where I'm actually teaching now today, which I would have never imagined at that time. I'm assuming once you got to Minnesota state, you landed on aviation, but like why aviation? Um, and it actually started prior to that. And it, that's okay. what led me in part to Minnesota state because uh, when I was at Wartburg, I started with education and I started to like, uh, I can't remember if I took a class or if I just sat in on a class as part Mm -hmm. of like an observation experience. And I was like, I don't think I could do this. This isn't really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And so I switched into business um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was told by everybody, if you don't know what you want to do, do business (laughs) Um, because at least you have some like marketable skill that you can find employment. And so I ended up doing my two year in business. But again, I knew like, all right, I'll finish up this two year degree and then I can walk away from everything or I can go to the next level and try to figure some out. So you wouldn't believe like the iterations I went through of like all the different ways I could imagine my future going, like talking to my, my parents and different people that I trusted, like, what about construction management? Cause I like to be hands-on and physical. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the idea of that and on and on and on, but uh, to cut to the chase, um, my dad had taken us to air shows ever since I was little. And we had a couple family friends who were pilots and it was like all of a sudden a light bulb moment. And I don't know how to describe it, but it was like, Oh my gosh, people go to school for aviation and they become pilots. How did this not occur to me? Because this is something that's always been fascinating to me, but it just had never been proposed to me as like a career option until now. So, uh, after that wrestling season, you know, like uh, early spring, it, it wraps up. I was on the hunt for where can I find a place that has a, a good wrestling program and a good aviation program. So I was looking at like Embry-Riddle down in Prescott, Arizona. I was considering Purdue. Um, and then I found Minnesota State. And uh, they were the first ones to really bite. And so I came up and did a campus visit. And I kid you not, I walked on campus and I'm like, I'm signing. I don't care what they offer me. I'd like this place. It's beautiful. The people are nice. It's relatively close to home. Mm -hmm. And it was just a done deal after that. And so I did the aviation program and I ended up competing the next two years to finish out my career for wrestling as well. And um, yeah, just super grateful that I 
came upon this like random. I had never even been to Minnesota before that campus visit. I had never stepped foot in the state and I was mentally assigned within, I'd say like 45 minutes. Of That's crazy. Just my undergrad. So I did aviation management and business administration. Okay. Uh, and then my master's degrees are in geography and uh, geographic information systems. You're working on a doctorate right now too, right? Yeah, in remote sensing up at the University of Minnesota. How far along are you with that? Um, I'm ABD right now, so still just wrapping up the research component, but past my prelims and all that stuff. I, I went about it not exactly the, the it, I, I don't think anyone would advise someone to go about it the way I did, but it was the way I needed to do it because it worked best for my family because I was working full time the entire time I was in same, the program. Same, same, yeah. I was commuting as well um, to, so I would start Mankato where I lived and then drive up to the Twin Cities in the morning. I would do classes and then I would drive the complete other direction down to Austin where I was teaching and then drive all the way back to Mankato. So it's like, I basically did a triangle around Southern Minnesota. And um, I was like sleeping on buses and trains to get like back and forth to campus. And it was crazy. And I'm so glad I'm not doing that commuting part of it anymore. Willie's narrative is indicative of the journey plotline in which our beloved protagonist overcomes obstacles and challenges, arriving at a destination, a conclusion, place of growth and greater understanding. What is particularly striking about Willie's journey is that the final destination wasn't immediately clear to him, but his persistence, hard work, and willingness to grow, explore, and find his passions are downright remarkable and inspiring. And on the following two episodes in this podcast feed, you will be able to hear how Willie has transferred his passions and field-based experiences into his instructional design and teaching. You can follow Willie on Instagram at Willie McKeel. My contact information is in the episode description. This is Journeys of Teaching. I am Aaron R. Gearhart, and thank you for listening.